Amen. Okay. Good evening, everybody. Turn your Bibles with me to Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes uh, chapter number two. I don't know whether we want to read all the scripture there, but I call this particular chapter the research project. The research project that the wisest man that ever lived undertook. How many have done research before? Now, to do a research, the worst way to start a research is to start with a conclusion. Are you, are you getting? That's the worst type of research. And unfortunately, that's the type of research that uh, some developing countries in the third world do. They start with a conclusion and they try to find a research that will prove their conclusion. Have you, have you ever heard of pre-feasibility studies? Have you heard it before? It's a term that African government likes to use. Visibility studies. They, 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 they have an aim for doing the studies. But here is a guy who decided to do a study. He said, I said in my heart, come now, I will test you with a myth. Therefore, enjoy pleasure. But surely, this was also vanity. And I said, of laughter, madness, and of, I'm in verse 2. I said of laughter, madness, and of a myth, what does it accomplish? I researched, I searched in my heart how to gratify my flesh with wine while guiding my heart with wisdom and how to lay hold of folly till I might see what was good for the sons of men to do under heaven all the days of their life. So basically what he did was that he said he was going to research life. And he decided that he was going to give himself to debauchery. He was going to give himself to eating and drinking. Then he did that. Then he realized that it's madness. <laughs> it's amazing that what we are trying to use our lives for, the research we are trying to use our lives for, has been done already. But yet, we decide to still do a research with our lives. And it's silly. Do you understand? Because he has researched with, his, with life, and he has realized that it is madness to, to give yourself to drinking, partying, you know, all night, all day. Some people live for Friday. Are you with me? They live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, work hard, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, party all night. Party. Drinking, eating. Pleasure. Giving themselves to debauchery. The wisest man that ever lived did a research for us. And he called the end of it madness. This is the research that you are about to start. Or you are in the middle of. The research has been done. There is a conclusion. And the conclusion is madness. <laughs> it's vanity. It's vain. Because at the end of the day, you, have you ever seen somebody who has lived a life of debauchery? How their body looks after a while. They look much older than their age. Are you with me? Hair fall out, teeth fall out, they become sick. Your liver goes. Your kidneys go. Your lungs go. The Surgeon General has determined that cigarette smoking is dangerous for your health. But still. <laughs> I said, but still. <laughs> are you with me? Okay, so we are doing a research. 
I made, now he has moved from debauchery, drinking, partying. Now he decided that he's going to do another type of research to give himself to working. More work. More business. Another research. I made my works great. I built myself houses. Planted myself vineyards. I made myself gardens and orchards. I planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove. I acquired male and female servants. Those days, they didn't have sound system. So to get proper sound system, you just get men and women and let them sing for you. So soprano, treble, tenor, bass. Some are doing instruments with their mouths. Are you with me? He has, I mean, he has worked hard to buy houses. He has worked hard to plant gardens. This is not a simple person. Are you with me? He must be a man of substance. He must have some wealth to be able to do all these things. He has swimming pools. How many of you have swimming pools in your house? He's not a, he's not a joker. He, 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 he is somebody who is serious about researching life. Are you with me? So, this is for those of us who are engrossed in projects, engrossed in amassing wealth, doing uh, overtime jobs, different type of jobs, doing all sorts of things, connections to become wealthy. He says, he, this is him, him, that type, that's part of the research he did. Are you with me? Don't push me to places I don't want to go tonight. I'm trying very hard to focus. He said, I have quite male servants and female servants. And servants were born in my house. Yes, I had greater possessions of heads and flock. That means that he has stocks and shares and bonds. Than all who were in Jerusalem before me. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and special treasure of kings and the province, provinces. I acquired male and female singers and delights of the sons of men. That means I had watches, gold, trinkets, shoes. And Mother Marcus, sit down. This is proper. Anything he sees, he buys. No, no, he doesn't window share. He's buying them real. <laughs> Don't push me. <laughs> All right, where am I? People are trying very hard to spoil my message, but I don't work today. I also, so I became great and excellent, more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. So now he's moved to another type of research. Now he's gone to fame. I became great, excelled more than everybody in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me. That means I didn't become foolish. Next one. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure for my heart. Rejoice in all my labor, and this was my reward from all my labor. Anything I want, any shoe I want, I buy. Any shirt I want, I buy. Any suit, I buy. Any ring, I buy. Any woman I see, I get. See, that's uh, having 10,000 women. It was a research project that went wrong. <laughs> Where am I? Verse 11. Then I looked on all the works of my hands had done and all the labor in which I had toiled. And indeed, all was vanity and grasping of the wind. There was no profit under the sun. In case you are trying to argue in your mind, how many know that when you go and you open your wardrobe, your wardrobe is a treasure trove for somebody else, but for you, it is junk. How many know what I'm talking about? Somebody, if I, you yourself, 
yesteryear, you wish you had that wardrobe you have now. Today you have it and it's nothing, it's rubbish. It, it doesn't, you are wishing for something better. Then I, then I turned myself to consider wisdom and madness and folly. What can the man do who succeed the king? Only what he has already done. My son was coming after me. What can he do? Everything has been done. Have you realized that all these type of wealthy people, when they die, they don't give their wealth to their children? Like the Bill Gates and everything. Uh, what's the name? The guy who does the rest, uh, Chinese, Jackie Chan or something. Yeah, he says that he, he, he made sure that he would not burden his son with his wealth. So he gave it to charity. He's not dead yet. He said when he dies, everything goes to charity. He doesn't want to burden his child with because the research has been done. Beyond a certain level, it becomes madness and folly. See, that is the wisdom that we as Christians don't have. Even though it's written in the word. You know, they used to do a program in TV, on TV. Can't cook, won't cook. Both of them are hungry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether you understand. What I, <laughs> the one who knows how to cook but decides not to cook. It's the same as the one who cannot cook. Both of you will be hungry. Can't read, won't read. You're all the same. There are some people who can't read because they are not Christians. There are some who are Christians but don't want to read. So both of us go uh, along the same way. Can't cook, won't cook. Can't read, won't read. We are all the same. Because it's written. The research has been done. But we are trying to do a re-research with our own lives. A research that was done thousands of years even before Jesus came. Then I saw that wisdom excels folly as light excels darkness. The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. Yet I myself perceive that the same event happens to them all. Six feet under. Whether you are wise or not, (laughs) you end up in the same place. <laughs> so I said, in my, as it happens, the fool to the fool also happens to me. Why was I more wise? Then I said in my heart, this is also vanity. So in the end, it's cost 90. Becoming too smart. <laughs> For, <laughs> I've just remembered, I don't know whether to say it. When I was young, my, my dad had a friend who was very wealthy. You know, my dad was an entrepreneur and always working. My dad never, ever had any holiday in his life. Always working, working, working. All I knew, all I knew about my father was that he was a hard worker. He works, works, works. So that's the culture I grew up with. And his friends were hard workers. And this is his particular friend. Worked his fingers to the bone. Acquired a lot of wealth. And then he fell sick. Died. And he had one son. Only one son. son. So all his. (laughs) All his wealth. Was given. Uh, His son. These days. I'm not going to mention the names. Because these days. Information travels. I was going to mention his nickname. But no it's all right. (laughs) His nickname doesn't matter. But <laughs> oh, 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 these people, 
<laughs> oh man. So, so the guy came to see my dad. Then when he came, sat down, my dad, so we, we, my dad was talking to him. So my dad asked him, so what are your plans? What are you going to do with all the then he looked at my dad and he said in the language <laughs> it sounds funnier in the language than English, but I'm gonna say it in English because I'm not gonna he says that I want to break my father's house and turn it into a brothel. Oh okay, we're not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to break. He said, I'm going to um, break the house and enlarge it and make it into a brother, make like cubicles. going <laughs> <laughs> for a time and a half or short time and long time. My father was looking at the boy. <laughs> Stupid ass. My father has only one insult. Stupid ass. He <laughs> went, your father was working hard. Did you know that? Your plans was to turn his house into a brother. <laughs> oh, man. You see, listen, as you are working and you are so wise, spending very, very, the person coming behind you, do you know whether he's a fool or he's a wise person? <laughs> what he's going to do. Because as he's walking there as a child, he's, all his plans are in his head. He won't say it to you. You die and see. <laughs> then you see what they'll do with you. <laughs> For there is no remembrance of the wise. Now the father's wisdom has been turned into foolishness. Says... <laughs> 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 Since all that now is will be forgotten in gone in the days to come, and how does a wise man die? Same as a fool. Because you see, your wisdom of how you lived is not determined by you, it is determined by the legacy. And the legacy that you live is not for you, it's not by you. It's by the people that come after you. Do you understand? Uh, let me explain it. Say, for instance, a, 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 a great man of God lived a life of integrity and builds a large denomination, large church, and leaves it. If the church continues and becomes great and powerful, then the man's legacy is. is Retained. But if the man dies and the people that take over after him mess it up, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. There, there is a, 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 a man that lived in South Africa. I forget his name. John G. Is it John G.? No, not Lake. The one who started uh, those, uh, what do you call it? What's the name of that church? They were the, the cross, the police, and the bed. I forget the name. But this man was a missionary and started a great church in South Africa. Great church. Powerful church, true church of God. When he died, he left the church for South Africans, Zulus. And they decided to incorporate their idol worship into the church. So now the church, when they are going, the whole sticks to go there. And they wear police cap. Some, and the church split into two. Some were, some followed the eagle. And then some followed, um, get the name for me. Some followed. So now that denomination, when we're talking about denomination, the guy was like, uh, it, it was like the, uh, what do you call him? Methodist Church. That was the, the legacy he left. But when he turned, 
the people that came after and turned the thing to a cult. Now when you see them, they dance like that, with the sticks, and they are going around. That's their service. His name is lost. If I message Charles Wesley, there's a legacy. But the legacy of Charles Wesley was not what he left. It was the people that came after him. They are the ones that point to his legacy. I don't know whether I'm making sense to you. So you see, you're, you're, it doesn't matter how hard you work. The name that you are going to leave is not by you. It's by the people who come after you. And you can't control how they will live. You train the child hoping that when you die or when they will not depart. But as to whether they will depart or not is not your doing. Zion, yeah, Zion something. When you go home, you can, you can, you can. Eh? No. They wear green. They wear green and they wear hats. They wear it to work. Whenever you go, as soon as you, you see, you see them. Whether ZCC. ZCC, they call them. They've turned the thing to a cult, fully. But I was started by a missionary. Just the same, he was from the same place as uh, Charles Wesleyan. He went to Southern Africa. I think he came to Zimbabwe, because that church is also in Zimbabwe. Yeah. By the same, the same. Proper church, proper charismatic Pentecostal tongue-talking church. Now they've turned into a... They, have you seen the, the long sticks they hold? And the cup? Yeah. Read on. <laughs> you can show their pictures. ZCC, Southern Africa. Show their pictures. What verse am I on? You show the picture. I'll read on. Where are we? Eh? 17. Therefore, I hate, I hated life because of the work that was done under the sun was distressing to me. For all is vanity and grasping of the wind. Next verse. Then I hated the, my, all my labor which I had toiled under the sun because I must leave it to a man who will come after me and who knows whether he will be, a, he will be wise or a fool yet he will rule over my labor which I have toiled and in, and in which I have shown myself wise under the sun. I'm just remembering the guy as, as I'm reading. This is also vanity. I remember his face and everything. He had a lot of like bushy Bushy beard. <laughs> she was talking, my father really insulted him that day. <laughs> Therefore, I turned my heart and despaired of all the labor which I had told under the sun. For there is a man whose labor is with wisdom and knowledge and skill. Yet he must leave his heritage to a man who has not labored for it. This is also vanity. And a great evil. For what has man for all his labor and for the striving of his heart with which he has toiled under the sun? For all his days are sorrowful and his work burdensome, even in the night of his heart. Even in the night, his heart takes no rest. This is vanity. Nothing is better for a man than that he should eat and drink that his soul should enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw was from the hand of God. Next verse. For who can eat or who can have enjoyment more than I? For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight, but to a sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting, that he may give it to he, him who is good before God. This is vanity and grasping 
for the wind. Hallelujah. This is not part of my message. I just thought I would have a discussion with you before I go into my message. And then I printed something. So I'm going to tell you that before. Before. Alexander Dowie. Have you, have you heard of Alexander Dowie? Yeah, he started that church. Proper guy. Proper evangelist. Now, he left a proper church. The church has become a cult. Because he left it for fools. Okay, I, I printed, I was talking about APR. Borrowing. Uh, what do you call it? Quick, quick, think. Now, I, 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 I went and I did a research. Quick, quick, think. Their APR is 1,296 percent. And then this one is Wonga. How many have heard of Wonga? Wonga is, is another f- loan, loan company. They say Wonga, if you borrow 100 pounds from Wonga, You borrow it for, maybe you forget to pay. In the first year, by the end of the first year, 12 months, you owe 4,200 pounds. Be quiet, let me finish. In the first year, maybe you borrow, how many have borrowed and you forgot to pay? You may borrow, because it's like, it's just 100 pounds. You want to borrow. By one year, you owe 4,200. Maybe come and stand here. So that you see, so that you check with me, so that it doesn't look like I'm telling stories. <laughs> After two years, you owe 180,000. Borrowing 100 pounds. After two years, what? 180,000 pounds. After three years, 7,500,000. <laughs> After four years, $315 Are you listening? After four years, if you borrow 100 pounds and you didn't pay, after four years, you owe? After four years, $315 million. $315 million. After five years, $13 billion. After five years, you owe $13 billion. Yeah. After six years, $557 billion. After seven years, now that's a big one. Seven years. Twenty-three point five trillion. <laughs> I, I, I just thought I'll share it with you. I'm not going to go into the. But you see, never ever borrow for frivolity. Never. From today, never borrow to buy a shoe. Never borrow to buy a car. Never borrow to buy any consumables. There is something called wise borrowing. OPM. Other people's money. You borrow for investment that will yield more than the interest. Otherwise, don't borrow. You know, credit card is borrowing because you are borrowing money to pay in the future. Are you with me? I brought an extreme. But if you, if you forget this extreme and you even bring it down to, to a normal credit card, 17%, 21% API, you work it, it's about the same. It's about the same. Over a longer period, it's about the same. Listen, be content with what you have. That is, that is why I read this. Are you with me? Try and live within your means. If I don't have, I don't do. Have you not seen this church? We never do anything that is beyond our means. No. You can't force us to do anything that we can't afford. See, my father taught me something. By the time I'm buying something, I can buy five times. Otherwise, I'm not, I can't afford it. So if I buy this keyboard, it means I can afford five of them. Easy. Otherwise, I'm not, I can't afford it. <laughs> I don't know. You know, some guy was trying to force us. We should do the screen. He has got the screen. He said, I said, hey. I'm not us. 
I'm not has money. <laughs> if I have the money, I'll do it. He said, no, no, as a church, I mean, your, your, your congregation, you should have a, a, a church that have smaller congregation, have a bigger. I said, I'm not has. I'm not going to get it because you want me to get it. It doesn't work like that. I, you can't pressure me to do anything. You can't pressure anybody in this place to do anything they can't afford. You know, it's like, oh, you have three days. If you don't buy in three days, you can't buy it again. No, no, let the three days pass. You know, we're, we're doing, uh, what do you call it? We're doing the soundproofing. Do you remember? We could buy only two. So we did one, two. And we left it. We're here for a few weeks. Then we gathered a few. Uh, it's not because we didn't have money. But we don't have money for it. We have money for other things. But not money for it. When we could afford it, then we did three, four. Then we left it for a long while. Then we did <laughs> five, six. Then we left it for a long while. Do you know how much it costs? Uncle Fred, how much does one window cost? Hundred and something pounds. You think we can do it all in one day? It's nothing. But no. We don't have the money. No pressure. You know, I have a, a pastor friend. When he came, we are just we're trying to buy this building. You should have seen how this building looked. Uh, uh, Joel, can you put a picture of how this building looked before? And it was damp, very cold. He came here, came to preach, and he said, no, 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 no. You have to transform the place. Yeah, I said, we don't have the money. When we get the money... The plans are already, listen, we have plans that go beyond this church. We have plans that go beyond. When we finish here, where we are going to move to, we have plans for that. Then when we move from there to have our own Calvary village, city, we have plans for it already. But the minute we have been struggling to do upstairs. <laughs> but we have plans for other things. But you can't force us. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can't force us to do it. It's not because we can't afford it, but we won't do it. First, the friend said we should do it. Then, God being good, he went and also bought a building. He bought a building which was he, they were using before, like us. We were using the building before we bought. We were renting here. Then we bought here. He was renting a place that he was, they were doing service every Sunday. Then he bought the place. You know what he did? As soon as he bought the place, the next day he went and removed the roof. He removed the roof. Removed every... Do you know distraction is very easy? <laughs> to destroy is... I mean, I'm, very, I'm, I'm an expert about at destroying. Anytime we are building, I tell Uncle, Uncle Fred, put me in the this demolition squad. <laughs> Me, I have a, I have a partner here. <laughs> me and me and Daniel, that is, that was our job, demolition squad. We know how to demolish. We don't know how to build. <laughs> we'll bring it down. Where do you want to break? Uncle Fred, can break this place down. Okay, easy. Demolition squad. Me and me and Daniel, that was our job. But we don't know how to build. The guy broke everything. And he said, oh, he's going to raise money. All his friends that he has, he's going to send them. Country by country. Every country in the world sends you a letter, send $1,000. He sent us a letter. <laughs> he had already counted the friends he had. All of them together would give him million to, to do his, his. That's how many years ago? About five years ago, up to today, he's not in the building. He's paying mortgage on the building, and they are renting a place. And the roof is still off. 
and a thousand, we, we sent hundred dollars. <laughs> yes, that's all we could afford. How much is it? You see, but we stayed in the building, same building. We're here with the dirty carpet. We had three, four, is it three or four? Four different colors in this room. We had yellow, red, green, and blue. This session was green. For the instrumentalists. This session was what? Blue. They were yellow. No, the house were yellow. The house were yellow. And then inside was what? Red. Red. Inside was red. In between them. Had four different colors. We're still having church. In fact, we did the wedding here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our first wedding was done with all the colors. We, did, we made the place very posh. And we had a. We put white <laughs> on the yellow. And <laughs> we did a wedding. Yeah. Don't overstretch yourself. Always live within your means. It's, you see, you can make life more comfortable for yourself. Are, are you with me? Yeah. There's a guy who was very angry with me. He insulted me. <laughs> other pastors. I said, I'm not other pastors. When I can afford it, I'll do it. I don't want to do something that gives me nightmare. Yeah, I said, then I'll come and put pressure on you. If you don't give, the Lord says, you must give. You must say, hey. then your, 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 your preaching is all spot because it's like you are, you are stressed. Because you are under stress. Your preaching is stressed. And the people we are preaching to are stressed. He has been stretching, stressing his church members for four years, five years. Nobody, so half of them have left. Yeah. Because how many, how many times, if you want to milk a cow, at the point that there's no <laughs> So all the breasts become sore. <laughs> because you have pulled on it too much. And still, the 1.2 million is not coming. And the more, the more you leave it, the more expensive it becomes. And so he has left the church and goes for country by country trying to raise funds. He's trying to come and preach. I banned him from coming to this church to preach. Every time he gets here, he calls me. Oh, I'm here. Yeah, no. This was how the church looked. This is a nice, nice, this is when we are Polished it a bit. This is recent. Yeah. Are you understanding me? I'm trying to teach you something. I have, I have a lot of pictures uh, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Even if you go on the Facebook, I'm sure you'll find some. Yeah. Are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? Because you end up making a mess of your life. When you always live beyond your means, it catches up with you. Are you understand? But when you live within your means, you always have to give. And you're comfortable. We sleep. I say we sleep. If nobody comes to church for two years, we'll be comfortable. We'll still be happy. I say if nobody comes to church, nobody gives offering from, from now for the next two years, I say church will still be okay. Because we have counted every penny. Some of you, you don't work with pennies. Throw pennies away. <laughs> pennies away. We count every penny in this church. Every penny is important. And we will haggle for everything. Some of you, when you go, you don't know how to bargain. You go, how much? Three ninety nine. Then you give three. Hey, don't just pay things like that. Are you not an African? <laughs> can, can you see? Different color carpet in the front. On the seat, different color. On the side, different color. By the pulpit, different color. 
and the house different color. We're all right. We're having church. There's a barrier. When the pastor wants to preach, you can't jump it. You have to go around. (laughs) Hallelujah. Learn to cut your coat according to your size and be comfortable. Some of us, the poor we are living is too expensive for us. Some of us, the lifestyle we are in is too expensive for us. Every month you have to spend. Buy shoe, buy bag, buy. I, I remember a, a, a pastor and his wife. Every time they were quarreling, came to see me. Do you know the problem? Every Sunday, Saturday, the wife has to have a new dress for church. First lady. Because she's the first lady. They're almost divorcing. Because every Sunday, every Saturday, she has to go into the shop, dress, shoe, do the hair, to come and sit in front, first lady chair. I said, huh? <laughs> Stop that rough there before something bad happens to you. You think first lady is just sitting there and looking cute? I, I banned her. Never go to the shop. Have you heard? Pa, pa, Pastor Gloria said, hey, Pastor Gloria, I can tell me, I forced her to go to the shop. She won't go. Since I'm there, as for shopping, I'm very, very, very happy. <laughs> I'm very happy with her when it comes to shopping because I have to force her. What is she going to do then? Because she knows how to wear the dress that was is 10 years old. But you know it's 10 years old. It looks like it was bought yesterday. Yeah. Recently she wore a pink dress. That dress was done before Kiran was born. You see, you see, if you know how to carry your clothes well, you won't need a lot of clothes. Uh, let me preach. <laughs> let me preach. We're talking about spiritual. <laughs> you know, I just feel like. I, Talking to you, I just feel like advising you. Spiritual priorities. That's what we're talking about. What do we say the first spiritual priority is? <laughs> hey, people are pushing me. Yo! <laughs> first Thessalonians 5 16 to 18. Three priorities for your spiritual growth. Three priorities for your spiritual growth. First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 17. Rejoice always. Pray without season. Pray continuously. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Hallelujah. Have a prayer time that is set by yourself. See, a lot of us, we are very religious when it comes to prayer. We like to have, um, it must be in a place. We have to close our eyes. Maybe we have to kneel down. And then we have to, uh, what's the word? Pray for one hour, two hours, 30 minutes, whatever. Listen, when you are talking to your friend, do you have to have a protocol? What do you do? Sometimes you just, yeah. See, prayer, somebody said, the Muslims pray five times a day. The Jews pray three times a day. You can set your clock by them. Morning, afternoon, evening. 
When the Muslims are praying five times a day, each time they go and pray, how long do they pray for? No more than five minutes. But it's a prayer. Are you with me? We are so religious that you have to pray one hour. You have to pray 30 minutes. You have to pray 40. I'm not saying don't pray long. But you see, that thing is stopping us from praying. Because it is very difficult to find a free one hour. Are you with me? But when I say to you that from today, make sure that at least three times a day you pray. In your, at your break, you can spare five minutes. In the night, you can spare 20 minutes, 15 minutes to pray. In the morning, you can squeeze 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes to pray. The more you grow in your Christian work, the longer you, you have to pray. Because you have to strive to grow in your prayer life. Am I making sense? But for you, maybe you don't pray at all. So for you, I am saying that start. Are you with me? Prioritize prayer at least three times a day. Amen. Pray without ceasing. Commit yourself, your morning, as you before you step out, commit your life, your morning to the hand of the Lord. Because you see, that five minutes prayer may save you from an accident. You see, for an accident to occur, for you to become a victim, it's not always dependent on your negligence. An idiot from somewhere can come and smash you, and that's it. I was driving to work yesterday. I was minding my own business. You see, I drive about 45 minutes to an hour to work and back. It's a very good time for me to pray because I'm alone in the car. I have my worship going and I'm just speaking in tongues and I'm praying and I'm driving and I'm going. It's very easy for me to have my 45 minutes in, 45 minutes out. So I'm praying and driving and praying and driving and I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. This man has decided to have a full breakfast behind the, drive, the, the wheel on his lap his tea, his muffin, and he's driving and eating. Making an and see, as he was going, as he was driving, he had veered into my lane. And I was on the outer lane, so it's like the next to me is the, the, the barrier. So where do I go? Do I go and hit the barrier or do I hit him? And I'm going about 70 miles an hour. Do I stop? Do I go and hit the barrier? Do I come this way and hit him? Sometimes that little prayer is what delivers you from an idiot. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because you, nobody can, you cannot uh, uh, vouch for idiots not being on the road. Just this evening we're coming. There was a car parked in front of us. So obviously we have to go around it. There's an oncoming car. Far away. So we went in to overtake the parked car. When he saw us going, coming into his lane, then he decided to speed. I mean, he was speeding towards us. As we were coming, we were going around. And as if he would stop, he didn't stop. So if I had not been fast to go in, that would have been an accident. And as far as it's concerned, it's not his fault. Because he's in his lane. But he sped when he saw us. You don't vouch for idiots. And evil people. Yeah, because maybe he owes on his car. And this car is giving him problems. If he hits it. So if he hits it, it's a write-off. It's not his fault. He will get a new car. It solves the problem for him. You haven't thought of it. 
His cars develop engine problems. And the mechanic says that it's going to cost about 600 pounds to fix it. He hasn't got the money. And he has seen a sacrificial lamb. <laughs> it's an opportunity for him to get a new car. So as soon as he saw, just this evening we're coming. We started coming at us. Remember we said we have godly wisdom and the world type of wisdom. So all I'm trying to say to you is that pray is an insurance for your life. Hallelujah. Pray in the morning, in the afternoon, squeeze time to pray. And you see, a habit, a habit, I taught on habits, was it last year? A habit is developed over 21 days. Any type, you see, you can never stop a bad habit in itself. But you can replace a bad habit with a good habit. You can superimpose a good habit on a bad habit. Did you understand that? Yeah, you like picking your nose. It's a bad habit. But you can superimpose. You can superimpose this instead of picking your nose. But you need to be consistent for 21 days for it to become a habit. Are you getting it? So those of you who have bad habits and you are struggling with, superimpose a good habit on it. And I'm giving you a good habit to pray. Because see, when you become conscious of prayer, you can't be living a type of lifestyle and then have to go and pray. So that alone checks you. That new habit has checked the have you done played chess chess before? Yeah. Yeah. It's a checkmate. You put the, 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 the king there, queen there, and there's no movement. Three times a day. It takes care of the whole day for you. Morning. Afternoon. Evening. Habitualize prayer. Amen. And learn how to talk to God. Talking to God is different from prayer. Uh, talk to God like you talk to your, your, your girlfriend or your boyfriend. How many have every time you're going, text him, text God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you learned something? Next one Bible reading. How many like to read text messages and read through messages? Uh, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, is it Snapchat? Do you do messages on Snapchat? Yeah, yeah. How, how many like to do that? Yeah. So why don't you start sending Snapchat messages of Bible scripture amongst your friends? Because you have to read it, isn't it? So send like four or five scriptures in a day. Send it to uh, uh, Eunice, send it to Kiran, Kiran send it to you. When he says you have to read, you have read one verse a day. If it becomes a habit amongst us, at least by the time the day has ended, you have read at least 12, 10 or 12 verses. And then you also have to research a verse to send to somebody. So you have to have to read your own verse to send it to somebody. See, I, I'm trying to make life easy because the lifestyle we have is on the go. Are you with me? So we have to practice our Christianity on the go. The reason, the, the reason why we are struggling, some of us are struggling, is because the traditional Christianity is you have your quiet time, you sit down, you read a scripture, you, you know, read, and, and then it becomes a chore. Because you only have three minutes or four minutes, so you speed read. Nothing. You, by the time you are closing the door to leave the house, you can't remember anything you read. But when you are sitting at work, the same way you read Snapchat, you still to read Snapchat, isn't it? Still to read a verse. 
Hallelujah. This book of the law shall not depart from your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Joshua 1.8. He never said that do it morning. He said day and night, consistently, constantly, the book of the law must not depart from your mouth. Meditate on it night and day. So in the night you are researching for the five or ten scriptures you'll be sending to people. And in the day, read what they'll be sending to you. Am I helping somebody? Let the word of God, Psalm 119 verse 105, be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. The next one, practice Bible values at home. James chapter 1 verse 22, do not merely listen to the word, but be a doer of the word. Practice what you read. Practice what you have been taught. Don't laugh at that pastor who has removed his, his uh, roof. And you also go and remove your... Your roof. Do you know that we could have done the renovation together? If we had done a renovation together, it would cost us more than 200,000 pounds. We did it in phases. And we, are, we, we, are in, we are nowhere near finishing. But do it. Stop. Breathe. Do it. Stop. Breathe. Do it. Stop. Breathe. When you look back, we have moved from here. We are here. We haven't reached. Do it. Stop. Breathe. Hallelujah. Very soon you'll come to the church. All this roof will be off. It'll be here. Hey, your church is nice. No, no, it's been nice from long in our head. But we haven't reached there. We are going to do a basement where we're going to have coves, prayer coves. People can come and rent and stay there three days, four days with bathroom, everything on suite. You'll be there praying. Nobody will disturb you. Retreat corner. All the under, under here, all the your rooms. We are going to develop. The plants are all there. Have a, a music studio, a radio station. So we have all of them there. But you can't force us to do it. You can't, can't force us to do it. I'm always fighting with Uncle Fred. I'm always fighting with him. Oh, wait! Just, uh, what do you call it, Sunday morning. I'm about, I'm, I'm trying to get my, my spiritual, you know, unction on for, for preaching. He comes to knock on the door. Uh, my toilet, when is it coming? I say, hey, don't come and start. <laughs> Not this morning. Not this morning. Yeah, because... And it's true. There's always queue join service here. We have to put another toilet. Do you know how much it will cost? The toilet is about 60 pounds, 70 pounds to buy the basin. And Uncle Fred is fixing it for free. I said, don't come and bury me. <laughs> when we are ready, the toilet will come. Even if you want four toilets, we'll give you four toilets. Are you with me? I'm always fighting with him. You tell you. I'm always fighting. Ah, so wait. Ah, wait. It's not because we can't afford it. But that one's time hasn't come. So we'll pack it. When his time comes, we'll do it. Practice it. Segment your life. Are you with me? Segment your lives. This time is for this. Then you do it. Then you stop. Don't go and buy TV, sofa, bed, kitchen things at the same time. Fridge, microwave. I'm setting up. Setting up for what? <laughs> Let me go on. <laughs> All right. 
So practice the word. Hallelujah. Last one for today. Prioritize your personal involvement in church activities. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. Let us consider how we can spare one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and so much the more when we see the evil day approaching. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Prioritize your personal involvement in church. Stop being a spectator. You know, spectators see everything wrong about everything. Because they are not part, they are not involved. It's not a very good habit. You come to church, but you are not involved in the church. So you start using, oh, you people, uh, you people are doing a, a powerful job. You people are powerful. You are doing well. No. Put yourself in. Find something. All of us have something that we can give. Right. Something unique to bring. Right. When you look at your finger, you have a unique uh, fingerprint, which means that there's something that only you can bring to this church that nobody right. else can do. You make this church unique because of your gifts and your abilities. Don't let it be just some occupying the space, doing five different things, and then you are sitting there looking at them. Hallelujah. But encourage. You see, some people, they, their job is to encourage. A good example is Auntie, Auntie Agi. Her job is to encourage me. When she sits here, she's done a job. When she went to Ghana for how many? Six months. It wasn't easy. For me, it felt like for me, it felt like three years. Yeah, because I need her encouragement. You see, what you don't realize is that pastors need encouragement. Yeah. Like what Seth does is a very powerful thing for me. You think that he's disturbing me. You think that he's disturbing me. He's not disturbing me at all. He's making the sermon lively. I used to have a, a, a lady in a church in South Africa. Boom, the word pastor. You preaching? Anytime she's not in church, my message changes. I see, I, I don't preach with notes. I, I don't preach with notes. So, it's intera- my preaching is interactive. So, it is coming, everybody, mm, it's like, have you ever spoken to cows before? Whilst they are eating. Um, when you see the people who are chewing gum and they look at you, they look like the cows in Newcastle. <laughs> As you are talking, they look at you. Nah, 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 hey. <laughs> they are bomb like that, looking at you. <laughs> Hallelujah. We all have a part to play. And you see, we all encourage each other. Your presence alone is encouraging. Nobody likes to preach to empty chairs. Are you getting it? So you sitting there even smiling is encouraging. Hallelujah. Don't, don't, don't be, it's like your absence is not felt. Then you haven't really joined the church. We must know and feel that you are not there. I felt it when she wasn't here. I, if nobody felt it, I really felt it. And I told her, don't do that thing again. <laughs> as soon as she came, I told her, don't. So I have to, I don't know. <laughs> if you are going to leave and go anywhere, give me six months 
notice. Let me prepare myself before you go. Hallelujah. Have you learned something? Yeah. Come before church starts. Be part of the prayer. When the word is coming, say amen. Receive the word. Write the whatever God is talking to you. Write it down. Don't be like the cows of Newcastle. No. Hallelujah. Have you not realized that any sermon that you, you interact with, when you go, we don't forget. The one that you see there, it goes over your head. Just as your face is, that is how your, your spirit is. It just, <laughs> it just passes, rises. 